is what we make of it. Our love is what we make of it. Our love is what we make of it. Our love is what we make of it. Sex for smart people. That means you. Oh, hi. Hello. Welcome to Sex for Smart People. What you're about to hear is a live recording of our first episode slash launch party. Which was really fun. And at that launch party, we kicked things off with amazing musical performances by Salty Brine and Ian Axness. And then we did a game with our audience to find out what they think is the sexiest. All of which is pretty cool. And you should probably listen to it. But if you're feeling like jumping ahead to the podcast proper, go to like the 28 minute mark Mm -hmm. and you'll hear us launch in where we talk about our story, uh, what we're about, what Sex for Smart People is going to be, and you'll you'll hear us talk to you. It'll be great. Mm -hmm. And we're so glad and grateful that you're in this conversation with us. And after listening, please call us, write to us, let us know if you have questions, objections, or or any other thoughts, or just let us know what you think is the sexiest. Totally. All our contact info is on our website, sexforsmartpeople.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Sex for Smart People, and we're so, so happy that you're here. Uh, I'm Stephanie. Uh, My preferred pronouns are she or they. I'm Dave. I'm good with he. Uh, So the flow of this evening, what you're going to see tonight, um, we're going to start out with some music by Salty Brine and Ian Axness. Going to kick things off. Um, Uh... Uh, Stephanie and I are going to come up here and uh, Stephanie and I are going to come up here and talk to you about some things, and then we'll have a raffle, and then uh, you have some forums near table that have some questions or comments or something, and we'll take those and we'll answer a couple of those, and then Bana Bana Bonabo is going to perform a song to round out the evening. And so I'm so excited to invite to the stage to kick things off Salty Brine and Ian Axness. Cry. 
just like my father too Oh, maybe I'm just like my mother First things first, I want to say to you, you've been given pieces of paper. As you walked in the door, they're very important, lovely pieces of paper. We just want to make sure that you've taken a look at them. And if there's something to fill out on them, you fill them out. Yeah, somebody will be around shortly to collect them. And hey, can we give it up for Dave and Stephanie? Yes. For putting this whole evening together. It's a marvelous thing. You know, they asked us, they asked Ian and I to to come and perform here um, because we're famous. Um... Not because we're famous for performing, though we are, uh, but because we are notoriously remarkable lovers. It's true. And um, I think between the two of us, we've slept with just about everybody here. Isn't that right? Oh, hi. How are you? It's good to see you again. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, I speak for Ian as well as myself when I say... Um, It's really good to see you again. (laughs) And if you're not doing anything after the show, maybe we could, um, I don't know, grab a drink, see where the night takes us. Diamond life, lover boy, you're in space with Minimum waste, maximum joy. City lights, business nights. When you require streetcar desire for higher heights. No place for beginners or sensitive hearts. When sad.
sexy people in the audience tonight. Oh, hello. <laughs> How are you? Uh, tell me, do you have any raisins? How about a date? <laughs> oh, hello. Do you believe in love in first sight or should I walk by again? Ow! I'm not really this tall, I'm just sitting on my wallet. Are you a beaver? Cause damn. show, we learn something new about each other, you know, get to know each other closer and closer every day. And as we've been preparing for this show, we realized we had something in common, uh, which is that we both moved to New York to get laid. And um, this lady here as well. And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we, let, we grew up on opposite sides of the country, um, you know, but I think our situations were similar, suburban towns, and I remember when I was uh, getting home from school, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, I would get off the bus, and I would race into the house, run up the stairs, and into the computer room, I would lock the door, and I would do my homework, um, which meant that I would pull my pants down around my ankles in front of the the computer screen, and just look at porn um, all night, well, well into the late hours of the evening. I was obsessed with it. And, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, something about staring at it. Well, this was in the early days of the internet where you had that little, you know what I'm talking about, that little video 
was like a li- and it was like 12 seconds long and it was just please I think it's a penis ah! God and uh, uh, you know so I would just for years this went on you know and my mother banging on a door outside are you looking at pornography in there um, it was a horrible thing to hear she pronounced it pornography which <laughs> it's grosser than pornography yeah. it's filthier and yes I was looking at it and um, you know it was uh, but I remember like staring in the middle of the night staring at that screen you know in the dark watching those filthy pictures and flipping through these pages just obsessed and wondering trying to get my brain around what it would actually be like to be in another room with a human being in the flesh attempting to collaborate yeah and then that fateful day when they called flight number 643 with service to New York's LaGuardia Airport. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You were only this moment to arise Blackbirds singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird Penetrate you. You let me complicate you. Help me. I broke apart my insides. Help me. I've got no soul to sell. Help me. The only thing that works for me. Help me get away from this hell. I want to fuck. Like an animal I want to feel you from the inside I want to fuck you like an animal My whole existence is flawed You get me closer to God moment to Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, now in just a few minutes, actually, right, I believe right now. Uh, right uh, now, indeed. People are going to come around and collect these little slips of paper from you, and I believe Stephanie... I will be collecting the pink papers, and Dave will be collecting everything else, the, the, the orange and the white. 
And we've got uh, one more song for you, folks. Let's do it. Take me now, baby, here as I am. Hold me close, try and understand. Desire is hunger, is the fire I breathe. Love is a banquet on which we feed. to do an unspecified task. Oh, will it be? Will it be? Yes. Oh, two lovely ladies here. Please, come. Please. And I need two more here. Yes, this gentleman here. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. I think so. And you. All right. So, uh, what you want to do is, let's say, two of you go up that staircase over there. And two of you, here we go. Come right over here, up this staircase. Yes. Up we go. All right. Ooh, and then I'm just going to put this microphone. Oh, here. Yes, do you want this one? No, no. I no, I'm going to put this here. All right. All right. Excuse Ladies you. and gentlemen, Dave McGee. Oh, hi. 
So we have a bag full of what's the sexiest here, and uh, the four of you are going to um, read these all into the microphone, what this room thinks is the sexiest. And the game here is that a song's going to start, and you have to get through them before the song is over. Okay? Yeah. So we're about to learn what this room thinks is the sexiest. Sexy music, please. present in the moment. My husband in a suit. Seductive and consensual sexy talk. My wife in lingerie. Moans. Anxiety cloaked in sugar. Stephanie Johnston. (laughs) Raw discipline, the weird shit that you don't want but don't say. Good writing. Jessica Rabbit. Confidence. Secret skill and a firm hand. Vice smiles. Your mom feigned indifference. Come Persia. Honest presence and genuine listening slash seeing. Caring in a bit of pres- pressure. Metaphors. Sensual forced gangrene scenes. <laughs> Rock and roll music. Rock and roll music part two. Mango. That place between freak and genius and elegant. Open relationships, orgies, are can't decide which which are sexiest. Stephanie Johnson got two mentions. <laughs> Carol Sagan. Imperfection. Dave, I don't know. Enthusiastic, yes. Girls who aren't afraid of themselves, slash me. <laughs> Black lingerie. Cleft lip scar, Dermot Mulroney. Confidence and submission. A free and wide open mind and loin. A sloppy 69 session. Three mentions for Stephanie Johnston. Talent. Smart and melancholy. Good figured bodies. Empowerment. Funny and smart. James Lipton. What's this one? (laughs) Connection and humor. Raw, wild, youth. Ooh. Honesty. And wait, the last one. Best. Broad-shouldered girls. A round of applause for our volunteers! Um, Thank you, everyone. I... Um, I'm blushing. Mentions of me. Um, uh, it was like really... you put three in there. That was kind of weird. <laughs> I'm found out. <laughs> um, I, uh, it was really important to us to get all of your voices in the room before we talk at you and uh, tell you more about our story. Um, but uh, the first thing that we want to talk about is just why this whole thing is so deeply important to us, and. Um, for me, everything I do in life is situated in the question, how can we be together better as lovers, as families, as communities, as citizens of the world? And um, one of the things that, that I think 
can help us all be together better is talking about sex more and talking about sex better and smarter. And um, as this very wise woman, Esther Perel, says in her book, Mating in Captivity, um, she says America's so weird about sex. There's on the one hand this, um, this crazy... Um, excess and all out there sexuality that's not necessarily like rooted to the humanity of it and then on the other hand there's all this residual puritanical stigma and shame and that it's really sometimes hard to find that life in between and for me sex and sexuality are so deeply rooted in hope and vitality and um, I would like to see our cultural conversation shift that way. I totally agree with that. Um, uh, our cultural, our uh, culture seems to be telling us 100% of the time that uh, relationships are something you just know how to do. Uh, it's, not, it's not a learned skill. It's something that is innate and inborn. And if you um, really love each other, you'll be able to read each other's minds and everything will be perfect and you never have to talk about anything hard and everything will just be fine as long as you really like each other. Uh, that is not true. And the more that we can say that these things are wonderful and also difficult, but important to talk about, um, the better off we'll all be. Not surprising, I totally agree. Um, yeah, well. And so um, this is actually a live taping of the very first episode of this podcast uh, that you are all a part of. And um, uh, every subsequent episode will have a guest of honor joining us. And in the first segment, we will be discussing the question, what is your relationship to relationships? Which is probably a good thing for everybody to, to think about. And so this first time, we're going to share a little bit about our personal story and our answer to that question. Hi. And then henceforward, <laughs> we will be uh, opening that up to our guests to talk about. Yeah. So um, Stephanie... What's your relationship to relationships? Gee, Dave, I thought you'd never ask. Ah, um, uh, my goodness. Um, I, uh, I was raised by a very loving and kind, very, very conservative Christian family, and so I had a big journey of thinking that relationships should be this one very defined thing. And um, very soon after that was shaken up for me, I met Dave McGee um, when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. And I remember when we first met, like, that our lives just became seemingly organically intertwined more than uh, that had ever happened for me in any connection or romantic relationship, even though I'd had other substantial relationships. It was pretty cool. It was very cool. Uh, uh, um, One part of what was interesting about this was that Stephanie and I were both getting out of other relationships that hadn't ended because of anything bad happening, but ended because of circumstance, actually distance. I think that your, your former partner had... Oh, he went to, to play jazz in Tasmania. Like you do, you know? <laughs> and mine had gone to, you know, play polka on the moon. So, uh, so, there was, so there was this distance. We met and started to fall in love in a time when we were both very much in love with other people who, who weren't there. And we were starting to feel these really strong feelings for each other while keeping these other feelings that we previously had. And I felt really slimy about that, that I, like, I, didn't, um, I didn't know how to process that. I like, really, really love this other person, and I'm really, really falling for you, and each thing seems to undermine the other, and I don't have a model for what this could or should look like moving forward. And so somehow we brought it up. I forget which one of us brought it up. Uh, uh, I think it was me. Probably. Yeah. 
We invented polyamory, guys. We invented polyamory. <laughs> we did. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Clearly we didn't, but at the moment we thought, we thought that we were like inventing open relationships. So I was like, on the phone, don't do it on the phone. I was like, so what does this mean that we have these feelings? And then we started to talk about what it meant that we had these feelings. And we're like, oh my God, we can talk about our feelings to each other, all of them. Yeah, and then we like, then somehow that it wasn't hurtful to bring up and we were able to move on from there. And we just said, um, well, we're both pastor's kids actually. And so suspicious of capital S shoulds. Um, having uh, changed our worldviews a lot from our upbringing. And I remember saying, like, well, if we're just, like, starting from scratch, like, with no capital S shoulds, what do we want our relationship to look like? And um, that felt really scary to ask because I really cared about you and uh, didn't want to hurt you. And, um, yeah. But I think one of the things that happened was that... The only reason either of us could think of to try to get rid of the other feelings that we had was so as not to hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. And since that was the entire answer from both of us, it was like, well, then maybe we should give it a shot. And I remember asking, like, well, if we were going to be, like, capital M monogamous in the way that we had been modeled for us in the past, like, why would we be? And that is the only, that's yeah. the only reason we could And would of. it be okay to, uh, you know, would it be okay to act on these feelings? Would it be okay to feel them? Would it be okay to even secretly feel them? That's the question we were asking. And mm-hmm. sort of went, okay, well, there's no need to be secret about them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so... Uh, then we gave that a shot. Um, well, we started with so many, so many rules. Yeah. Um, so many rules. Yeah. Um, and really uh, took baby steps into like, what would this conversation look like if we were to try a relationship model that's different from any we've really encountered before? Uh, and so, you know, at first, uh, the first time, I can say the first time that Stephanie went on a date with somebody else, we were together, it was, you know, it was, it was terrifying right because what if she doesn't like me anymore um but it was really hard for four hours and then it was fucking awesome for six years because she came home after that and i was like oh right we still really like each other um and that hadn't changed yeah and that um i had a sort of parallel experience um the first time dave was feeling butterflies for somebody else uh this was still within like the first year of us being together um and then there was then dave's ex-girlfriend was coming to town to visit and so we checked in. What do we do? What do we do? And I, um, I had never met her before. And um, it, I was being all like, um, should I give you guys your space? I can stay away this whole weekend. I can, or maybe we like hang out in a second or for like a minute. Or maybe we all hang out and see what happens. And it happened that that option was awesome. And we, we all ended up to naked together for the whole weekend. And it was beautiful. And I, um, I hadn't formally realized um, that I, uh, for me, I'm really, I, uh, <laughs> how do I? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, well, well. What did we talk about? Not saying um, that the, 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 the whole spectrum of people's genders are, are interesting to me. That I like women and genderqueer people and anybody in between. And so that was, uh, that was a cool discovery. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um. <laughs> so uh, quick time out here, though, guys. We promise. This is not a polyamory. Very part. important time out. Okay. To say that we're telling our story here, but this is our story, and you know, while we will be sort of moderating this, and while this certainly informs our worldview, we are not conducting a polyamory podcast. This is not an attempt to talk anybody into open relationships. Monogamy, great if it works for you. Polyamory, great if it works for you. If you don't know, great. 
this is what we're here to figure out. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, totally. This is not like the show where you ask questions and we're like, you guys should have an open relationship. Yeah. I mean, we do have an agenda here. We've stated it, that um, authenticity and talking about things together and unpacking things, finding the, the relationship model and creating the vocabulary that works for you, I, I believe is better than... Uh, defaulting to it, not yet. Um, and um, so uh, I think it's very, we're, we're going to read a mission statement at, in a moment, but not quite yet. Um, do you want to do it now? We could do it now. <laughs> we could. We <laughs> okay, so what's your relationship to relationships now? I, uh, I use, my friend Brandy had this brilliant definition, and so I say I love a number of different people in a number of different ways, and that has no effect on how much I love you. And I can say that to just about anybody in my life with integrity. And um, to me, that doesn't have to mean uh, having lots of partners, polyamory, it can, and that's great. But um, I, I also think that's a less radical idea than it maybe first comes across. But that's, um, uh, that's what I hold, hold dear. Yeah, then sort of what I say is um, there's, I, I think, uh, so you can figure out what, how you feel about things and then talk to them a talk, talk about them with the people you feel them about. But that's an okay step. That's a thing that we can do. Um, I think um, as we're up here trumpeting what I think has been just such an awesome ride, an awesome ride of discoveries together, just like to hugely acknowledge that we know we are so not, we are not superhumans, we are not smarter than you, we have... I don't know anything. <laughs> I feel like I don't know anything either. Um, I think in terms of being comfortable sharing all this in public and being excited about this discourse, we've, we've had a lot of time to like practice talking about it in public and... We've been talking about this for um, like eight years at this point. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um... Would you like to say this? Oh, sure. Here's something that I wanted to say. I sent an email to Stephanie that said, <laughs> here's very, something I want to you say. You were very adamant that you wanted to say it. So okay. make sure we don't breeze past. All right. It's happening really organically. That's what I really like about it at this mm. point. I'm really, I'm feeling how present you were in the moment there to, to it, Yeah, say it, so, uh, you know, it's like you were just saying. Right. A re- a right by the four asterisks on right, our paper. Yeah. A relationship is not an endpoint. A relationship is not something you have. It's something you do. You relate to one another. And as you change, the nature of your relating changes. It's a process, not a product. And then I did write, recognize. <laughs> um, so back to our story. Yeah. Where were we? Do you we? want to talk about Ikea? We went to Ikea, like you do. Uh, when, when we were moving in together. Yeah, and um, it was probably the... Okay, you know Okay, you know how bad Ikea trips are, guys. This was the worst. Oh, God. Oh, it, really the worst. Really. Everything wrong. Everything that could have possibly gone wrong, short of bus flattening, happened. And, you know, <laughs> at the end of it, when we were standing there holding this, all we bought at Ikea, all we bought at Ikea was Benjamin. a stuffed turtle. Okay? His name is Benjamin. That was what we ended up with, because that's what they had. So we were standing there in the parking lot holding this stuffed turtle, and we were like, holy shit, we got through that, and we're really nice to each other the whole time. This thing is working. Totally. I remember feeling that really strongly, too. And then we moved to a foreign country together, and that was awesome. When, when did we do that? <laughs> oh, right. I remember. <laughs> oh, right. Prague for a while. Um, and uh, our, our, as we continued expanding the conversation that we had started from like 
first few months of our relationship, um, our dating patterns tended to be kind of different, and we were exploring things in, in very different ways from each other, but all the while, um, we whittled down our rules to basically just two. Um, tell each other everything, and holy fucking shit, be safe. Safety, 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 safety. Yeah. And then a third general guideline, which was, you know, the, sort of the general don't, like, don't be a dick guideline. <laughs> which, is, you know, sort of goes without saying, but um, we said it anyway. Yeah. Um... I feel like, um, and you, um, you're a classy lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. So in talking about different dating patterns, um, I, you know, sort of end up being a, a serial monogamist in an open context. I like, you know, I like to go to museums and hold hands and have, and have you know, long talks about feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned I'm out... available, you I'm, guys. On, on both ends, but it turned out I had a lot of stuff to explore sexually, and I've gotten to, and I have a couple of longer-term BDSM partners, and um, it was really awesome to be able to keep deepening and building our trust in every way, um, and also get to explore that, and um, I met some amazing uh, friends who maybe were lovers for a time, and some of whom now still are friends, some of whom are in the room now, and... Um, uh, and there was one time, lest it be thought that everything was like bunnies and ponies and rainbows and we go to Ikea and ponies? we're so nice to each other. I would like, I would like a pony. Okay. But, uh, there were none, <laughs> none in this story. Um, there was one time where I fell extra hard for, uh, for someone else and that almost really shook us and, um, it was really hard and I got to, uh, really sit with that and really say we were, we know that we ultimately at the end of the day we would always express that we want most deeply what will make the other one happiest whether or not that includes us and of course it would be so so hard if that had had split us but um, it happened that this didn't but because I got to really explore that um, I then could be so present with Dave and not have these festering what-ifs or bitterness or resentments. And um, it was really hard, and also it ultimately strengthened us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, then, and then four years later, we broke up. It's true. In the best possible In way. In the best possible way. We, but, um, yeah. It we wasn't met up at a the, yeah, we met up at a coffee shop, broke up, and then went to a concert together. It was really... And wept yeah. through the concert. Yeah, I mean, well, you know. But, what are you um, going to do? <laughs> But I, uh, it wasn't another person or, an, or a connection or attraction to another person that, uh, that broke us up. No, definitely not. Part, I think part of what we, you know, we, I, I think that in every single possible way, my life is better because of my long relationship with Stephanie. Oh, my God, me too. Um, but that one of the things that helped me learn or helped both of us learn is that we are, like, weren't right to be romantically involved. Or at least not to be building a life together in that, in yeah. that way that we were. Yeah. Um, and... We, not that it wasn't hard, but we um, we talked through it, and we remained very close friends. And um, now we're doing this podcast. We, we, you know, we we maybe shouldn't date, but you know, we would be perfect podcast hosts. Amazing podcast yeah. hosts. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and and uh, these days, so we've uh, we've we took a step back from our, what we called our primary partnership um, nearly two years ago now. And um, since then, though, my my 
mode of operating in relationships is still really the same. I love a number of different people in a number of different ways, and that has no effect on how much I love you. And I can still say that. And I love your new definition, too. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, 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 at this point, I'm calling myself a relationship anarchist. Um, it, like, but, it, you know, in the Chomsky way of anarchism. Not in the burn shit down one, but in the build one up. Right, so like the systems we have for things need to be evaluated and built up among the people who are sharing them. So in that, like, relationships should be constructed by the people in them and have no systems that are set on them by anybody else. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And again, I want to emphasize again, this is because we're sharing about our experience and our relationship relationships. It is open relationship focused, but that is not the focus of this whole podcast. Um, we are really about expanding this whole conversation and feel like the, the more loudness there is from people being really intentional about their partnerships, the better off the world will be, whatever those partnerships end up looking like. Oh, and sure, so, yeah. I mean, part of part of what we're saying is that there is that there is simply no one right way to be, right? Except. Oh, go on. Oh, go you? on. I think this is the moment uh, for the mission it, statement reading. I, I, well, <laughs> so here is what we believe, which some of you may have read already. Um, we believe sex and sexuality are related to hope and vitality and should be celebrated and talked about without shame. It's not all about the sex, but sex is important. And trust and communication and authenticity are the most important things. Knowing how to make meaningful relationships is not instinctual or inherited, but takes work. And just because a relationship ends doesn't mean it's a failure. Queering is beautiful, valuable, and necessary. Challenge the status quo, but don't rule it out. Relationships are strongest when they are crafted and defined by the people in them. And you, you should, should talk to each other about things! <laughs> yes, we are shouting this. This is vital even or especially when it's hard or fraught or complicated. And that above all, as we said before, there's no one right way to be other than considered and considerate. So uh, we end with saying we're looking forward to talking to you about stuff. Let's all decide to be smart about this and help make each other smarter. All right, so at this part of the night is uh, when Stephanie and I are going to take some of these things that you wrote down on these orange pieces of paper and talk about them in front of you into a microphone. And first, I want to say it's been amazing. I got to um, just sift through a bunch right now, and it's so amazing, all the ideas and, um, and queries that are in this room, and I want to be able to talk about all of them with all of you, and I'm sure all of you have amazing wisdom on all of this as well. Um, we're going to start with like three to five, so we're not here all night, but um, in the future you can, uh, we, we will pull more from the pile for future episodes, and also you can uh, write to us or call us if you want um, anything that you brought up to be part of the discussion. We do have a phone number and everything. It's all on our website, sexforsmartpeople.com. Um, so... While we're talking about advice, and we're now about to like dive into the advice section, I feel a strong need to say that I think advice is really, really silly, because what the fuck does any human know about any other human? Um, and yet here we are. Yeah, well, I think, I think a lot of this is coming out of the fact that for like years and years and years and years, people, our friends, have come to us to either ask advice, or more often it seems, to just have people who, to talk to uh, sort of openly and 
basically judgment-free about these things that they feel that maybe they can't talk about anyplace else. Mm -hmm. And so part of what we're doing is just um, talking openly about these things that are sometimes not talked about openly and, and doing so publicly and happily and without judgment. Yeah, and there are so many other um, wonderful people who are uh, in advice context about sex and relationships. I love Dan Savage. I've li listened to the whole canon three times, for real. And um, But he has a particular style, and our style is going to be different. I know we're, we're committed to... Um, what I love is how much Dave and I, even coming from a very very similar background and philosophy. We, we've done some practice episodes, I admit. And we, uh, we disagree so much. And so we hope that, that uh, in that, there will be that kind of conversation that we'd like to see more of in the world. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so what do we got? So we got it. Um, first question. How can you keep the consent talk sexy while in flagrante without losing the flow or sexy turned on vibes. Well, now. <laughs> so uh, I, I, well, I feel okay. One, <laughs> one time ever, one time ever, somebody has beat me to the to the uh, sexy uh, consent and safety talk, and it was the fucking hottest thing I have ever experienced. Me too. Remember one day I came home and I'm like, the day... We were there together. The day that somebody, somebody checks in with me about what I'm into before I say that to them would be the, mo the, the most amazing thing. So how do you keep it sexy when you bring it up? Um, <laughs> I picked this question. But I, you did. I did. Um, I think that there's a... I think it's a lot about tone and a lot about... Uh, loving respect, and I think that there's there's a way to say um, there's a way to ask questions like, or you know, not even ask questions, but say, "I would love to do this. Is that cool?" And you can say, "I would love to to. Um, I really want to kiss you right now. Maybe they'll kiss you back before even answering." But then, um, I uh, I feel like um, while I t so I have to admit that. I um, I do love the idea and the practice sometimes of just like grabbing and kissing or being grabbed and kissed, but I find that within a context of um, we've we've already established a trust that's so much hotter because you're already in touch with what the other person is into. And I think that at the beginning, even though it sometimes feels frustrating to navigate and say, hey, what are you into? Or I would, I would love to do this, or I've been fantasizing about that. Um, for me, it tends to lead to a more fulfilling and, for me, steamier encounter because of really being on the same page with, with people. Yeah, and I, I think you're right that the tone has a lot to do with it. That I, I've, There are certainly a lot of people to whom I have said, you know, either I think it would be super fun to kiss you right now, or hey, how about we go over there and make out for a while? And you know, y yes has been said a lot, no has been said some. Nobody has ever said, "Oh, gross, go away." <laughs> no, what are you thinking? Um, I would never. So uh, part of that is 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 asking it in a way that um, that uh, is not implying that there's only one correct answer, right? of saying that this is something that seems like it would be fun, and if uh, you'd rather not do it, hey, no big deal. Like, we're, we're already having a good time. And I think that that's also, we're kind of addressing, like, in a, a new encounter, 
basis. Yeah. But I think um, in the context of a uh, connection that you're building, it can be really fun to make like yes, no, and maybe lists and um, say like, yes, I'm totally into this. Maybe I might try that. And then no, I, I think that that's off the table. And so it can be fun, I think, to do that separately or together and then compare lists. And then sometimes maybe things on the maybe list might surprise you. But I've found that exercise to only be awesome for play and not kill the mood at all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How do you feel about yeah. that? Um, we can, I think we can go on. Let's move on. There's certainly more to say about that, and we want to hear from all of you, too, but let's move on from now. Okay. Okay, so I've been married for three years, and we love each other very much, but for the past year, we have barely had sex, and at a party recently, I made out with someone else, and that got me thinking that I might need to suggest that we have an open relationship, but I don't know where to begin. How do you start that conversation? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> There is a lot going on there, yeah. and I feel for you. Yeah. Um, how do you start that conversation? Um, I would... So, I would first, before saying, how do you start the conversation about an open relationship, I would first say, how's the conversation going with you and your primary relationship? Um, it sounds like that they've been, there's, there's so much we don't know here, but it sounds like they've been together for a while and they say they really love each other. And so um, I just, I wonder the, the, the general health of that connection and how much they're talking about what they want and need. And I think that to have a conversation about an open relationship before having that conversation, like are, are your needs being addressed here in this partnership um, m might not be the best move. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm an advocate of talking about everything and what, you, and maybe, and what she uh, wants and needs. I'm, oh, I presume she's saying husband, but that's not necessarily true. Um, but um, I, um, I got a little tongue-tied. Will you help me? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, so, so is what you're saying that the best thing to do would be to have a relationship check-in question that doesn't involve bringing up a potential opening a relationship just to see how they're both feeling in the context of their current relationship? I do. I think that that's like a huge first step. Um, that like how to begin the conversation first start there. Do you think that should include copping to the kissing somebody else at a party? Ultimately, I do. Okay. I think um, I, uh, I tend to be an advocate for sharing like even and especially when it's very hard yeah. and that might be a very hard thing to share but I think um, I, do, I do think that hanging on to that and coming up later that that would probably cause even more harm totally time time amplifies the, the, the harm there I think I think so how so so how I mean how would we recommend do, doing. I mean, it's context dependent, but how, you know, how, where do you start there, right? That's that's necessarily going to be a. a that's almost totally yeah, necessarily start, going start, to be a, a hard thing to hear. I kissed someone else. Do we start? How are you doing in our in in this connection? Do we start? Have you thought about open relationships, or do you think about other people? Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Well, I think that with that, there's the that though, though the potential exists to like pre-fuck the conversation by by leading off with it. I think that it wouldn't be fair to not, um, because otherwise there's some ulterior motive going on. 
Um, am, am, I, am I crazy? Am I wrong about this? Like, uh, do you lead off with it? I think you lead off with it because that's going to that's going to color the rest of what you hear, or the rest of what the people in the relationship want to want to talk about. Whether you lead off with it or not, yeah. I think that it's a separate first conversation. I kissed someone else, and let's check in about our connection. Then let's talk about oh, should we have an open I, relationship. I totally agree with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, that's 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 going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but certainly, certainly better than not talking about it. Certainly better. And I I've spoken with people who. When something like this comes up, even though it really rattles them, if they can stick with it, then that's the kind of thing that can also strengthen a connection, I think. And um, I, so beyond what I said of probably start over here before talking about open relationship, I guess let's talk for a second about how do you, in a vacuum, maybe without this um, potential cheating moment, like how do you, um, how do you begin that conversation? And I think it's just like, uh, how's this going? Is is uh, is are your needs being met in this relationship? Yeah, totally. You know, I'm 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 an advocate for like regularly, like honestly, regularly scheduled relationship check-in times, even when nothing is going wrong or nothing is going super well. Just like have a time you 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 set aside every maybe couple of months to get together and be like how is this going and that conversation might last seven seconds you'd be like great great okay let's i'll see you out there good talk but um <laughs> but but uh sometimes uh, sometimes the conversation is longer because uh, listen there 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 are things that that you might not know are happening there are things that you might have been wanting to bring up and there's never seems like there's a good time because you don't want to pre-fuck a conversation or the or it's always in the context of doing something else or you're on a date or you're together or you're with other people and so it's never there's never a great time to bring it up so like schedule the time to bring these things up um and 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 take the time to do it because it makes things it just makes things better. I totally agree. And I want to just give a plug for my favorite book about open relationships, which is Opening Up by Tristan Tarmino, um, which I think should be read in every high school sociology class, regardless of what and people physics. want to choose. And physics. Um, just it's a um, for anybody uh, wanting to think and talk more about um, how to begin these conversations. I think that that's a really amazing resource. Um, uh, uh, good, good luck. Uh, I think I think it's going to be hard, but I do think it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Speaking of polyamory, how do you get involved in a sex party? Top. <laughs> what do they entail? What is it like? Where do I find one? Just keep knocking on doors and seeing what happens. <laughs> um, uh, I think that. I started the last one. Do you want to speak to this? You... I don't know. I okay. have no idea. I, All right. I go to museums and hold hands. Great. We talked about Great. that. I can speak to this. Um, uh, I, uh, I think that there's a conception about, about you know, sex party as um, everyone shows up and then no talking and then everyone ends up in a pile and it's really hot and orgy. And, and I think um, maybe those exist, but they're not the kind that I partake in. Um, I why I love uh, why I love sex party and group, parties and group sex scenarios is um, it's such an awesome forum for practicing consent like we were talking about and for practicing navigating checking in what are you into and for um, negotiating um, 
how new or old connections can move forward. Um, so that's, uh, that's what I think are awesome about it. So if that sounds awesome to you who are asking this question, I can speak to that. And um, I, there's this, it's like a social network site called FetLife, which has, has its problems. It has, it's not perfect um, privacy-wise, so I'm personally just on it to look at the events, but there are lots of events listed there. You can sift through. Of course, it's hit or miss. Um, my favorite uh, play party is Myth, which is in January because it's so celebratory and so queer, meaning like ev everybody is welcome, and, um, and they have, you have to write essays, actually, in order to get accepted to go in, which I think is awesome because then the, the curators decide who will come. You have to get accepted based on what you're saying you're into and, and, you're, and who, um, how you express yourself, and they make sure that there's a good balance of people across the, the gender identity spectrum, and um, that, that's awesome to me. Um, another good starting point, I think, is this party called Lip Service, which is strictly a making out party. And um, that is, people who go there sometimes are well-versed in the other parties that are out there too, even ones that are not necessarily listed on the FetLife events. And so um, that can be a great way to meet people where it's kind of like taking baby steps. And um, I recommend if this is something you're interested in, um, uh, maybe check out Lip Service, maybe check out Myth, but also go with a buddy, definitely. Most parties require that you go with a buddy or bring a buddy. And also, if there's an option to volunteer, I think that's awesome. Um, when I was first kind of stepping into that world, I, um, I loved volunteering. You can be a condom fairy and then carry around uh, safer sex supplies. And it's a good way to be able to kind of just like observe and get the lay of the land without feeling, um, feeling pressure to be involved or do anything because you have a task. And so um, if this is an, a new thing to you, I think that, that taking the opportunity to volunteer at one is good. Did so, I answer that question? Did uh, I even address that? Do these end up being like actually asked? Consent City? Like, is it, oh, oh my God, okay. it's like Consent City or my, the, favorite, the, good, the good ones are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, so when it's about to get freaky, like what, in your experience, how does it get freaky? Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like I want to, I want to, like okay, like I want to be tied up in bubble wrap. What do I do? Great. Um, that might not happen in your first sex party experience, but you can try. Okay. Um, and I have been tied with bubble wrap at a sex party, okay. and it was awesome. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, uh, ways that it's worked for me, I've often gone with a partner, and so then sometimes having like a pre-planned way that you're going to play, or, or and then an agreement about if it's if or how it's okay to play with other people as well. But um, I've also I, I met one of my closest friends and lovers at a play party from just like uh, seeing like across the room how they play, and I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, you seem cool. What are you into?" and um, he said, and then Tying you up in bubble wrap. Said well, that that wasn't that case, okay. but um, and then um, and then it turned out that I was into very similar things, and so um, we we ended up playing together at that party, but also like taking it slow. Like I'm a fan of not like 
totally you know, of, of of learning each other <laughs> learning that that like sex is a conversation and and you you go deeper with time so if you're totally 101 level on this mm -hmm. um and and you, and and you went to one of those is that would that do you think that would be fun or or is it is intimidating or i think it depends or... i think go with a buddy okay i think go with a buddy even if you're not and i think many many play parties it's very okay to if you're going with a buddy to uh, um to decide to not play at that party and to just observe and kind of get the play land. Play is totally maybe fine. getting freaky. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you could say that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I addressed, I think I addressed that question. I, I think so. Great. I'm, 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 I'm mesmerized. We should talk more about this on other podcasts. Great. Okay. Uh, anytime. Pardon? Yeah. Voyeurism is participation. Thank you. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Awesome. Ooh. And can awesome, often be awesome for everybody involved, the, the watchers and the being watched. Um, so I think we have time for one more. I, I, I like this one. Great. So it's uh, how do you approach someone, I guess, the, okay, so how do you approach someone to express lusty intentions, someone you don't know, that's parenthetical, and how do you know you're safe? Yeah. Where do we start there? Um, how to approach someone to express lusty intentions. You walk up and you say, are you a beaver? Because, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Done. We don't need to go any further. Just <laughs> Good night. <s> <laughs> side note, I cannot believe we scheduled us to follow that. Just I know. In the future, I we learn. I fucking love Salty yeah, Brian. We, and, uh, oh we, uh, we, yeah, we, they, they go last <laughs> next time. Um, uh, well, uh, I'm going to take that one. Oh, Sure. Do you want to start? Shall I, shall I start the first one and see? Sure. How, okay, so how do you approach someone to express lusty intentions? Put on a French accent. Um, <laughs> that's A. Uh, no, uh, listen, again, this has a lot to do with tone. Um, sex is super fun, and, and uh, it can be, and making out with people is a, can be a zesty enterprise, right? This is a thing that can be a fun thing to do, and a lot of people uh, enjoy it. Uh, so if you're asking somebody um, to make out, you're asking them, Presumably to participate in something fun, so so it doesn't it doesn't need to be brought up. Like you're asking them to go with you to the DMV, right? This is actually you're not like, will you drive me to the airport, right? It's 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 uh, it's a fun thing. So I think part of that is uh, is uh, well, okay. So part of that is being 100% okay with being told no, and as much as you can get to that point. Right. If 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 it won't. Uh, so uh, so if you just like, hey, I think it would be it would probably be a good idea for us to put our tongues in each other's mouths now. Um, it, just like that, everyone should write that write that down. That shit yeah. works, That's yo. Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, uh, it's probably gonna go well, and if it doesn't, that's okay. Um, uh, you know. Uh, non nonverbal signals are possible to read, but also verbal ones are helpful. So it's 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 good to uh, I think it's good to be um, clear about what what you want and what you're feeling at the moment. I agree, but I want to spend that the, they're very clear about like someone you don't know and how to express lusty intentions. And I think that sometimes it can be okay to like dive right in with "Hey, you're beautiful, want to make out." But I think oh, I also know. it can like just starting with. Um, hey, how are you? Is a great start, or like to to kind of feel out the vibe before diving right in. Oh, with I the see. Yeah, intentions. I totally missed that part. Somebody you don't know. You're approaching somebody yeah. you don't know. You never met them. You want to be like, you are hot, and we should one day put our tongues in each other's mouths. Um, uh, uh, well, okay. L listen, I think that a good first step is is to honest. <laughs> okay, if you can get to a point where you are honestly interested in the answers to the questions you ask them, you are on the right track. 
So uh, go up and ask questions and, and for real give a shit about what the answer coming back is so that you can have a conversation. Because conversation leads to putting your tongue in someone else's mouth. It doesn't usually happen in the other direction. I want to be clear. I don't think it's a horrible thing to like. I don't think it's, we need, anyone needs to rule out, hey, you're beautiful. I would like to make out with you. Really? Has that, yeah. ha- has that happened to you? Yeah. How'd it go? Great. Yeah? Yeah. That's okay. not my general way of operating. Okay. So the three of you who put Stephanie's name in the bag, you know where to find her <laughs> after the show. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, um, that the- Dave one was for me, though. I know it. McGee is really hard to spell. <laughs> Um, the how do you know you're safe? This is a this is a complex one. Um, uh, being physically intimate with someone is a risk. It is assuming a risk, no matter how safe and how many barriers and how communicative you are. Um, and and like as Dan Savage would say, like but skiing is a risk too, and some risks are worth it. But. Um, I've, skiing isn't usually worth it. <laughs> I've never been skiing. Um, uh, I think um, so. You never really know you're safe. I people are that I know that I consider very responsible, communicative humans are are many different pages on the play, many different places on the page with this. Um, I know and respect people who. Um, will only make out with someone and not be naked with them at all until um, they and their partner get tested for everything, show each other the papers about being tested, and then sometimes even like wait three months, which can be um, the time that it takes for an STI to show up on a test and then get tested again, and then be okay with being naked with each other. And I think that's awesome and really respectful, and um, that's a little mar- more hardcore than I personally tend to, tend to choose to do. Um, I always have the conversation about how, uh, before being naked with anybody, it's um, how recently have you been tested, how sure are you that you're, I was going to say, free of creepy crawlies. That's not a good way to say it at all. That's, just, that's a horrible way to say it. Um, that's just horrible. Um, <laughs> I, I said that. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> I think it's so, it's such a personal it, it's such a on the one hand it's such a personal choice how uh, how much is it worth taking this risk to you is this connection taking this risk but I also like I personally am a fan of building trust and not being naked together from the get go um, unless you're in a space where um, everybody's kind of known in the community or everybody's a little bit pre-screened so then there's a little bit of built trust before you are diving into a situation where there might be fluid exchange yeah yeah i mean yeah the short answer is you don't and uh and that uh you 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 don't you're never you're you kind of never will um and that's uh that's and and that's 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 where we are uh, that's okay because i i think that the universe is capricious, and as long as you are being honest with the people that you're um, getting down with, um, and you're getting down with people that you trust are being honest to you, um, that 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 often that connection is worth it. Um, 
And I also just, of course, have to give a shout out to how I think that safer sex is the sexiest sex. I didn't mention barriers before. I just mentioned checking in about when you've been tested. But like, um, I personally tend to use barriers for everything, Um, uh, condoms and gloves and the whole whole shebang. Um, And uh, I think some people feel like that diminishes the connection or talking about that or having to think about that. Uh, makes things less sexy and that's a perspective that I don't really understand because I think respect is so hot and uh, Word. I'm able to more fully be in a, a situation when when we are being safe safer totally safe. Um, great I think I'm so conscious that that just like wanting to involve all of you also and your wisdom about everything that we've said um, I hope that you all will be in touch. If you totally agree with anything we've said, if you totally disagree, um, please tell us if you know we've been wrong about something we've said. Um, We're really serious about wanting to expand this conversation, and we're not the figureheads of this conversation. We have thought about this stuff a lot and read about this stuff a lot, but um, uh, please do be in touch. Let's continue talking about all the things we've talked about tonight and more. And keep in mind that future episodes will always have a third person. So if you think that we're, if you think you're like, who are <laughs> these we're dumb we'll... people? That we will have a smart person with us every time who, if you think we're wrong about everything, will school the hell out of us. Um, so, um, yeah. Starting with, I am so, so excited. Yeah. Our first guest of honor is here tonight, the amazingly badass Diana Adams. She's a lawyer for LGBTQ and non-traditional families and political activists for sexual freedom uh, between consenting adults and has hosted poly cocktails for the last six years and is at the helm of the uh, the family matters campaign uh, talking about uh, expanding the definition of, of families and working towards rights for all families did I miss did I miss anything there's so much there's so much and so much more I can't I'm so so honored that Diana is going to join us in conversation and uh, next time um, and speaking of next time so this this what you're hearing what we're recording tonight we were we we're gonna have released by October 1st and after that we are definitely going to release an episode every two weeks and we'll have a different guest on us on with us every two weeks the structure that we're imagining now is that we'll um, start out with what is your relationship to relationships and the guest can steer that to talk more about their personal life or more towards their work or, or whatever makes the most sense. Then we'll do a segment like we just did with questions from anyone. And so if you'd like to have a question considered, um, call us or write to us. All of the information is on our website. Um, and then um, finishing off with, uh, with talking about ideas in culture that we agree with or, or question or holding up different things that, that we've encountered that have to do with these conversations. It's going to be pretty good, you guys. You should totally subscribe. Totally. Yes, we look forward to being in touch. And um, huge shout-out to everyone who was integral to making tonight happen. Um, uh, Salty Brian and Ian Axness. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, the director of this live event, Tomi Sunoda. And... <laughs> yeah. And stage manager Tegan McDuffie, so much love to you both. Thank you, thank you, thank you to uh, Jillian, who's going to sing with me in a moment. You haven't seen her, but she's awesome. Um, To Nikhil and Adam and and Bowery Arts and Science for having us tonight. Hooray! 
Oh, and uh, and Jeremy for recording us, and Morgan for taking pictures, and Nick for also working in the booth. Hooray! So many Just amazing people. Just keep clapping. Just keep clapping. And... Uh, yeah, so after this, uh, we're going to go have an after-party party at Brad's Cafe, which is at 10 Waverly Place at Waverly and Mercer. Um, you should come hang out with us and talk to us about things. It'll be good. But before we end... Uh, Bona Bona Bonobo is going to close us out with a song. Uh, so I am going to uh, hand this off to uh, Jillian Quinn Buckley, who is uh, half of Bona Bona Bonobo, to tell you more about what is Bona Bona Bonobo. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jillian, and it's true. We are, we are not called Bonobo, no Bonobo, which is probably what many of you are thinking, reading the invitation here tonight. Um, we are Bonabona Bonobo, which is a nonsense word that comes from the monkey um, because of their interest in sexual pleasure. Female sexual pleasure. Yes, we're into that. Um, and so Stephanie and I, on October 1st, were headed out across the country to play in people's living rooms and talk with them about sex and love and relationships and their definitions of family. And you should definitely check us out on Facebook um, and let us know. Come talk to us tonight. If you've got any people in Mississippi or Detroit or Salt Lake City, those are just a few of the places we're going, um, we would love to connect with them and with you. So thank you. First time I met you, I knew you were great Let's have a party so we can celebrate Invite your friends, baby, don't invite the state Cause I love you And I trust you Celebrate the choice we have to and the power of our creation Of this our declaration Our love is what we make of it 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 Whatever life brings I want you by my side Let's make a home that will strengthen through time I'll shout from the rooftop My heart open wide How I love you And I trust you Let's build a family Our chosen family I want to celebrate you And celebrate all families too And by choice by DNA Come on and proudly say Our love is what we make of it 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 If we all chose our families and had equal rights Would there be more compassion in our day-to-day lives Look at strangers through a mother or lover's eyes And think I love you And I trust you Let's let that world be possible It's more than possible I want to celebrate you And celebrate my great aunts too And all of my lovely neighbors And guy down at the bodega My nieces and hairdressers New friends and old professors My ex and future lovers My parents and grandmother 
Our love is what we make of it. 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 Thanks very much. Our audience is the sexiest. Our audience is the sexiest. Good night. Indeed.